Welcome everyone, pull up a chair, it is lunchtime in Rome. to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I am seated at the table with my good friend, Jay. I was mentioned first. Because Brian's not here. Brian's not here. Sans Brian today. Brian's high. (laughs) Yes, he is flying home probably pretty much at the moment. Yeah, well, that's why I said hi. Right. right, Yeah, right. In the air. Uh, Literally. In a plane. On an airplane. Um, Bullet train? Ooh, not yet. Oh. And according to California, not ever. Not ever. What a good idea. <laughs> In theory. Do better, California. Do uh, better. Should have had that one. Do better. Um, Too soon. <laughs> no. Like, eh, no. Um, you said, eh, no. No, but we are here and uh, we, are, we, are, we do miss Brian, but uh, we have a great show for you guys today. And uh, before we get into it, reminder, we have lunchtimeinrome.com. We have Lunchtime in Rome on Twitter, and we are also on Facebook. So like, share, subscribe, um, do all those fun things. Um, you can check us out um, via email. You can subscribe to our email and, and get updates of, of what we're doing midweek and uh, get um, the show notes right into your inbox, which is uh, really handy when you want to refer to something that we that you've heard on the show. And we call it lunchtime in Rome because well, and and really now we've got a problem. We have a big problem. Oh man! Yeah, you just realized the problem we have. Yes, I did. Because we are lunchtime in Rome we've because we're based on Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible, which says, "Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn." Yep. And what would you be doing at twelve fifteen in Rome, but having lunch, hanging out? talking with your friends that's why we have a seat at the table waiting for you you could just come yep. in and sitting down you're one of the crew you're hanging out with us and it all makes sense except what eric lunchtime does not happen at 12 15 and son of a <laughs> how do we know this our good friend dave bucci, bucci. oh man dave bucci shout Best out bass player Ever. Oh, man. So good. I mean, there's others who are good. The guy from Dave Matthews Band. He's aight. He's aight. He's kind of The guy from 12 Stones who like bends over at the waist (laughs) and plays his bass like an inch from the ground. It's fine. It's fine. None of them are as good as Pauly. (laughs) Right? Right? Maybe just a half step above Pauly. (laughs) Bucci. But man, he um, so he recently, well, not so recently because it's it's been a while, but he went to Italy. I mean... I mean, recently, within the past couple of months. Well, sure. He's, he said he's been waiting. It's to, been a while since I've been us. to Europe because right. it's been <laughs> right. five, 17 years. Yeah, yeah. More recently than you. He's like, well, sure. Um, so, but he, he went there for, for two weeks um, separately for work, but he brought us back a little spoon. Thank you, Dave Bucci, as a little Bucci. souvenir. 
And uh, we love that. We love that. Uh, from Rome, and, not like right. from the plane. Right. It says Roma. Like a, it like, says Roma. Right. Like which is like really, really real. super, super They spelled Rome. it wrong. <laughs> They're dumb. They ain't spelled it right. Mean, my Italians are dumb. <laughs> No, but it, I, when he handed it over, I was just like elated. Like it was, oh, I just felt. You know, my so, first thought so was, yeah. What, why, why is he giving me a ba- a baby spoon for Maggie? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, it says Rome. Like, he was going to Rome. He told you he was going to Rome, so you should pay attention now. <laughs> so he gave it to us, but he also told us that lunchtime is at one thirty. One thirty. Which, if you uh, look up in your Bible, I'm not going to quote it right now. It's it, it would be a very different show. Yeah, it was like there will be murders, <laughs> there will be slanderers, there will be all those that offend the Lord, and it's like, well, that's going to be. That a might be a more entertaining and moneymaker, but it I don't could know. be. It could be. And hey, we're not done yet. Right. That's true. We that's could true. become all those things. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I hope not. Right. Right. But that is what lunchtime in Rome is. It's an hour. Well, you know what? Because we talk so much. And because we relax and, we, and we're with each other so much, we get there a little bit early. We beat the rush. Right. We beat the rush. We're here for you when you get here. We get the blue plate special <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> but yes, and thank you, Not Dave. Not making fun of 70-year-olds or anyone We've like that. We've already offended seven or oh, ages. Nobody of, named <laughs> Gene D or Jay <laughs> Delancey. I'm not doing that. I'm not offending them, people. Oh, like man. That. But yeah, thank you, Dave. Um what a what a cool gift, and we we appreciate it. We're gonna hang it up in in the the lunchtime room studio in here somewhere. Which I heard a little whisper that people might be able to see sooner than later. The studio, the maybe studio. while we're doing a podcast. Oh yes, there yes. it is. Did you see? Sorry, hey, I this is like... a podcast. But if you if you listen really intently right now, you'll hear the light bulb go on <laughs> above Eric's head. It's true. It there's just a, and, did. There, and there's several light bulbs. Oh, it's incredible. Um, yes, we are going to be doing um, some live video during our shows. We're working on getting that set up, so um, you guys could pop in and and maybe ask a question while we're well, now uh, that's that's like second level yeah stuff. it's crazy at least in the beginning you're gonna be able to watch you, us you, yeah at least be able look to at see each us. other when we're trying to tell the other person to talk yeah all that inside the room kind of stuff you know it's funny this is just uh, off off subject but whenever you whenever you said that and i had that long pause that long pause felt like 30 minutes long pause <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know but like when i when i probably like listen to this when, no it'll when seem we're all long. done it'll seem long but it won't it won't seem <laughs> as like long oh, as long as you're as long as you're going through your rolodex of what could he mean what could he mean what could he mean i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know he's still staring he's still staring <laughs> Yeah, right. the inner monologue. I don't talk enough about inner monologue. I talk to you about it a lot. Yeah. But like when I'm preaching and stuff like that, the number of things that are going on, and it was, um, oh, Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett said to Jay Moore once, and Buddy Hackett was a comedian, yeah. one of the great, just rip on you, like, you know, maybe a more angry Don Rickles. Look it up for anybody under 40. Um, But he asked... Jay Moore, who was a new comedian at the time, he said, what's your inner monologue on a scale of zero to a hundred when you're doing your set? And Jay Moore's like, what are you talking about? He goes, that voice in your head. Yeah. What is it between zero and a hundred? And he said, you know, I don't know, 50 and, and Don, and, uh, what did I say? Don Rickles. Buddy, Don Hackett. Buddy Hackett said, no, it's probably like 90. And he said, you'll be a good comedian when you can get it down to less than five. And it's funny because I think wow. about that when I'm preaching. Yeah. You know, that are, am I just in the moment or am I going, 
Oh, oh, that person just wrinkled their nose. Oh, that person just walked in. Why did Joe leave again? I told Joe not to leave during the sermon. You know, what's going on? Is baby yeah. crying? What's, oh. And the best ever example of that was Jeff Jackson and Vic Joshin, two people in our congregation who are, I mean, I'm a pastor. I know Jesus. Yeah. No, they really They've know. shook his hand. They know him. They've seen his face. <laughs> they shook his hand. Yeah. Jesus led them to him. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Two different times they would wrinkle their noses in the middle of my sermon or, you know, I like kind of made a face Yeah, and I was still new at the church. And so I asked them, I said, did I say something wrong? Did I take something out of context? And they both said no. And I mean, different times. Yeah. Then about a year later, Jeff Jackson did it again. And after church, I went up to him. I said, Jeff, this time you definitely made a face. I said, did I quote scripture wrong? Is there something I'm open, man? I'm not one of those pastors that's going to tell you that you're wrong. Right. Help me understand. And yeah. he goes, okay, fine. <laughs> Look, sometimes I drift off and I'm not paying attention. And I made that face when I kind of came to. <laughs> and I'm like, classic oh. Jeff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You just weren't paying attention. It wasn't that I did anything wrong. I said, again, take a nap if you need to take a nap. But he was so like embarrassed and oh. so like, you caught me, okay? And I was just like, why is he making it? You're like, I'm on to you, Jeff. Meanwhile, you're like critiquing yourself. Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> and I mean, the rest of the sermon, I'm like, what could I have said wrong? I swear I used it right, you know, oh, whatever. So the inner monologue of long pause is, right. uh, it's many. But yeah, people might be able to sit in and, and watch us on Facebook. Uh, as we do the podcast yeah. in the in the not too distant future. Yeah, I'm excited. I am very excited about that as well. So what what's been going on in your week? Well, I tell you what, uh, I have had a very I'm into the rut of same food, same food, same food. But if you remember when we because of the cow, no, just what I do. Okay, but if you remember when we first went from outside cooking for me because I'll grill whenever I have the chance. Yeah, and how I said I was in a chicken slump. Today was a good day to grill. Yeah, I almost did, but I didn't. Yeah. And how I was in an inside chicken slump. I wasn't doing it right and everything else. And I'm getting better at it, starting it on the cast iron skillet, my gigantic one that you guys uh, were a part of buying. 20-inch cast iron 20 skillet. 20-inch. Barely fits in the oven, just so you can picture it. It barely fits in the inside the oven. Yeah. Geez. So it's a two-burner yeah. grill. And so I sear the crap out of the top of it, of the top of the uh, chicken thighs. Yeah. And then I flip them over and finish them in the oven. My new move I did today, which I've done before, but I don't know why, but it really worked today, is I shaved a little bit of the uh, lime. I did some uh, lime, what do you call it? Zest. Zested. I zested yeah. the lime on top, and then I squeezed the lime all over the chicken, mm. threw the lime in the pan, and then I threw it in the oven. Oh. Tell you what, had a little bit of a limey taste to it. I've done it before, and it didn't taste so limey, huh. but I don't know if it was the zest or the amount of lime juice I had, but it's my regular chicken. Did you like it though? Oh, it's delicious. Because okay. it wasn't like lime. <laughs> yeah. It was just like like a little chicken with your there, lime. There's lime there? I think <laughs> there is lime there. And I even turned to Joe. I said, Hey, does it taste any different? And my poor family is so paranoid at this point because I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't right, want to offend Dad. If if if, <laughs> if he's asking me, he changed something, but I can't figure out what it is. And, <laughs> yeah. and Rachel's far past that. Like when Did you I notice her, anything different about me today? When, when I no, yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's not her. Um when I make her salad every day, I make it my own. I make it my you own. You make it your own. I make it my own. A balsamic vinaigrette. Yeah. And I have this uh, stuff I got from Labriolas. Hey, Labriolas. Not a sponsor. Not yet. Probably never. <laughs> a balsamic vinegar that's 20 bucks for a bottle. Okay. Well, that's It's about the most expensive they have. Yeah. If I make it with that, 
or I make it with Giant Eagle Market District balsamic vinegar, which is three ninety nine for twice the size of the twenty dollar bottle. Yeah, she has no idea. <laughs> so wow. I don't make it. Yeah, why would with you? the expensive kind? Right. She doesn't care. I'll say, does it taste different? She's like, nope, and you know it doesn't. <laughs> but Joe was like, um, 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 poor, poor sweet soul, Joe. And I he's know. like, no. <laughs> and then I told him, and he goes, you know, now that you say that, I do taste some lime. But that's the the fun, exciting news in my food world. And I got some heavier stuff to talk about that's going on in my world, but I want to hear what's going on in yours first. Yeah. Um. Man, so I started a new challenge for myself this week, um, which is more like a monthly challenge. So I, I haven't been able to play drums as often as I want to. I mean, if I could play every day, I would. Right. You know, if I could, you know, but oftentimes by the time that I would be able to play, Maggie is sleeping in the in the room over from where my drum kit is. Yeah, and even so, though it's an electric drum kit. Right, it's not, it's not super, super loud. Right. And I'm all I'm tempted to kind of test it out to see where we <laughs> maybe can like in an afternoon nap time yes, would be a good time right to try just that. to see if I could get away with it because um, I would love to play more but I decided to um, start challenging myself with learning a new song every month um, and I've had I've had a lot of fun doing it I've I've been listening to the same song over and over again it's called Black Eyes it's from the the movie A Star Is Born Black. Eyes, eyes, right? Not black ice like you, like you have out in the wintertime. Right. I thought you said right. black guys. Right. Not that either. <laughs> a little touchy. But it's a cool song. It's a uh, it's a fun song to play, and uh, and I rocked it out, and I posted a video, and I'm kind of doing, I'm editing the video to try to you know make learn. it sound better. Well, no, just learning the skill of <laughs> editing video because I I use a special camera to film it. But then I use my computer to record it, so I have to match the two up, which I've never done, like matching audio and video up yeah. at the same time. So I'm learning that skill. If you need help yeah. with that, I can just sit oh, down yeah, with right. you. Yeah, no, I, could, I could have used you this week. I but I, I relied that. on my my one of my other very good friends, Justin Boothby, because that's oh, yeah. he's, what he's, he does. He's okay. He's, he's great. Okay. He's great. Um, <laughs> he's plan B. I was busy. I right. get it. I get I, it. Yeah, right. But I watched the video, didn't I? The, the, the raw cut video. It was on Facebook? Yes. That's the yeah, that's what it Outstanding. was. Outstanding. Thanks, man. Um, Outstanding. But yeah, and then again, it could have sucked. Right. As far as I know. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know as much about drumming as I do tech. So it, he's hitting the beat. He's moving the sticks and he's making the noises. <laughs> right. And uh, there it is. But yeah, it's been fun. And and I had fun putting it together and uh yeah, it was good. Um and then food wise, um you know, this week we had uh, a, an event at work. It was actually today. Yes. And, you know, one of my concerns with, with being Nodolo. Nodolo. Nodolo sugar, Nodolo carbs. Oh, great. Um, Sorry. I was kind of concerned because, you know, at all these events, they usually have fun food and it's very, you know. Chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah, well, or... With this kind of thing, it is usually more fancier because we were at the Kimpton Hotel downtown. See, you know how fancy that is? Didn't even know it existed. <laughs> it's called the Monaco. The Monaco. Hotel Monaco. They were talking like George Plimpton, and it was like Funkadelic <laughs> or something. Yeah. But no, the Kimpton Hotel, it's a, it's a nice swanky hotel here in Pittsburgh. It, it, it is a really cool hotel. Um, but at, So at they weren't like, rocking out chicken fingers. No, <laughs> but I was also worried. I was like, oh, are they going to have something? But, I, you know, this day and age, you know, a big 
company event like that, you know, normally they have something for everybody. But today they had like like flank steak and oh. like pulled pork for like because they, they, they you could do like your own like make your own taco kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, um, or make your own plate of meat. That's what I did. That's what I did, man. <laughs> that's my favorite I got, plate. I got, I, got, I got some flank steak, and I was putting on guacamole and sour cream and cheese, you know, just to like, and why a car- not? And a carb there. Right. That's what I'm saying. No, it was great. all good. It was so fantastic. And I, like, and, and I, I was just, and, and, for, and we also had breakfast, too, and they had eggs and bacon. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I, I was so thankful that I didn't have to like, because like, I will, throughout the week, I'll be like, all right, this is my treat. Because I do, I, I I will like go off my diet a little bit, but just just a little bit. I've been doing really good, and I really have been like honing in on like changing the the whole like my eating lifestyle, if you will. Yeah, you know? you're doing um, a good job. Instead of instead of like just going on a diet, I'm right. really nah, 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 nah. right. It's it's yeah, right. Done it before. I'm really trying to hone in on how my body feels and and how it's reacting, and it's been great. Can you tell the difference in how your body feels? Oh yeah, really? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's good, and I'm I'm ex- super excited for you in that. Yeah, because I've told you, like, as I over the years whittled away the bad things for me. Yeah, you know, got rid of sugared pop and went to diet pop. Yeah, went from diet pop to water. Cut out this. Cut out that. People are like, oh, do you feel so much better? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Like now, if I eat, like the only thing I ever noticed was the first Thanksgiving without uh, uh, gluten. Stop. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, I'm stuffed. But I'm not in agony, right. and I can bend at the waist, yeah. whereas I'm not bridged. But over anything else, I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't feel. I'm sure if I ate a bunch of sugar right now, I'd vomit. Yeah, I'm sure if I went. I mean, I'll taste like if Joe buys like a special pop. Yeah, you know, like Mountain Dew, you know, uh, whatever Sphincter X or something. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll taste it because it's still going to be just straight sugar. Yeah, but anyhow, so you're feeling better. Yeah, like my joints feel better. Ah. You know, like I notice it there. Um, but yeah, I just I I do feel better. I feel like it's funny. I feel like my body kind of tightening up, you know. Sure. You know. Um. So yeah, and and I was just so glad that I didn't have to use this as my cheat, right like cheat day or whatever, if you will. And I can do my cheat day as I want to. I wasn't like forced into it, or I didn't like have to like sit through a day of like oh, I can't have any of this, so I'm just not going to eat anything. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, so I, that's I could terrible. just you know go through it. My mother has the great line of not worth getting fat over. Right. You know, and you want to earn it. You know, if I'm going to eat something that's going to be bad for me, I want to, I want it to be like, yep. It's pizza for me. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, here's my, what else is going on? And it comes with a bit of a disclaimer, not a disclaimer, but a, uh, a favor. I have to ask everybody who's listening Okay, because I am, uh, you, you know, I don't like to talk about people who I know. You know, I never <laughs> like to talk about people I know. Especially their family. Family. I never use them as examples. I don't really like to talk about myself. You know, uh, that's who I am. I don't like to use the names of people in my church. But uh, I'm going to tell a story about Bella. And what I really hope is that people don't go up now that I tell the story and go, oh, hey, I was listening to your dad on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember during the freeze, um, how Joe and Bella froze uh, the shirts and the shorts. Yes, it was like hats. 20 below. 20 and below. And it was like ju- stiff as a board shirt. Oh, frozen. frozen solid. And then the next day when it was still only about four degrees, Joe tried to put the shirt on. Yes. So I put it on Facebook and he said to me, you know, dad. Um, and then we talked about this last week. He's like, everyone comes up to me and says, <laughs> hey, I saw you try to put that shirt on. And he's like, yeah, it didn't work. I know, I know. So. Here's the story, and and I I know I've shared it with you a little bit. Yeah. 
but that Bella is dealing with a little bit of bullying at school. Mm. And it's not like anyone's stealing her lunch money or anything like that, but it's just some girls who are in her friend group world, Mm -hmm. but aren't her friends who are being really mean, like making her move lunch tables and Ah. sending another girl to tell her, we don't want you here anymore. You're annoying. You have to go sit at this other lunch table. Talk about feeling alone. And then she goes over to the other lunch table and she has friends at both tables. And so on the one hand, she's sort of let down because nobody said, hey, F you. She's here as much as anybody, you know. Yeah. And so she goes to the other one. Well, now she has problems with that. They're like, no, you don't belong here. And it's these people who are, quote unquote, her friends, but obviously mm. are not. And one in specific really, really goes after her in the most, I don't want to say like, She'll do it in front of people, but like she'll smile in front of teachers and act like the best girl in the world. Mm. And the reason why I bring it up, one, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Because, and, and and Rachel and I have gone through this, like, is Bella the one? Like, you know, as parents, you're sort of like, you want to believe your daughter is sure. completely. And I've checked in with a couple different teachers that I know has Bella. Yeah. And they're like, Jay, I would be floored beyond belief if Bella was the problem. Right. And they're like, the other person you're talking about? I mean, it's not normal, but I can see it. Yeah. You know, so we've we've done our due diligence with that. Yeah. But it brings so many different emotions because mm. you know, you the one night she shared with us, shared with me this story. And it was after a basketball game or something, and I'm, you know, getting ready for bed and she's just sitting on my bed and it was cute because she said, Remember how we used to do this? Because when I would come home, she and Joe and Trey would come to the bed and just sit there while I changed and we would talk and we don't really do that anymore. Yeah. So she came in and she's telling me this story the day she got her lunch table moved. Mm. Well, well, they, they moved it move. for her. <laughs> yeah. They moved it for her. Yeah. They moved her. Mm. And I was staring at her as my heart broke and I thought, join her in her emotion. Yeah. Cause that's comfort. We talk about that. Right. And I said, Bella, I want you to know, I said, I could just cry right now. And I really almost could have. Yeah. And she goes, Oh God, please don't. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right. That's not her emotion. That's fine. And what's funny so is- So you burst out in laughter. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I said, you know what? I said, Bella, the bottom line is, I said, sometimes teenage girls can be a bunch of bees, mm-hmm. except I said, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, it made her so happy, which I don't know if I raised her right or wrong <laughs> or if I joined her in the motion there or what. And I said, well, by the way- um, what did your mother say uh, when you told her the story? And she goes, oh, she said she'd like to punch them in the face. <laughs> I said, <laughs> oh, I still think that's some role reversal there. <laughs> the dad's supposed to be the raging angry one and the mommy's supposed to be teary eyed. But it got to a point where we're working with her. And, and, you know, of course, Rachel's offering to go to lunchtime to talk to the girls, which we all know is a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> That's not the worst nightmare for up. Bella. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could not go worse. Um, but mom, you know, we call her mama bear. Well, mama, yeah. mama bear's ready to go because yeah. when this happened to, and it, it's, it's sort of what I want to talk about is when your child is dealing with this, you go back to how did you deal with this? Mm-hmm. Or you go back to your own hurts of mm-hmm. being, cause most kids have been picked on at some point in time. And for me, I, I earned every bit of it. Like Mm -hmm. my mouth got me into so many troubles. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it wasn't bullying. It was just guys wanted to beat me up (laughs) from like seventh through eighth kind of died down in ninth, no ninth, ninth. Well, I would just get them mad at somebody else 
and have it not be my fault anymore. Yeah. So that was just my slimy way of getting around it. Right. Rachel would just mother F somebody until they just were too embarrassed. Like she would just go right at them. So we want her to behave like we did or, Mm. you know, with Rachel wants her to behave like she did. I want her to behave in this sort of altruistic, whatever else way above board, whatever. But we can't tell her. Right. What to say. Right. And we can't tell her what to do. Right. Because she's going to say and do what she'll do in that moment. Yeah. And then anything we do is just going to make her feel anything we have told her to say. She'll remember afterwards and feel shamed. Mm. But to her credit, she went and talked with a guidance counselor today about it. And a good friend of hers went with her. Yeah. Who could testify to that fact. And then they brought the the girl in and they br- she brought her two other friends in and it went nowhere. Mm. <laughs> at least as far as we know as far as right. bella is aware it didn't really go anywhere yeah so then we had to break the news to mommy and so then we have to oh go boy. through it all over again yeah and but but what's great is as tough as i make rachel out to be because she is and as unique as she is she also gets it and yeah. so she was shooting off an email to the guidance counselor to just get some clarity and it was neat because i got to talk to bella because the other girl said, well, there's two sides to every story. And I said, well, what did the guidance counselor say to that? And she goes, nothing. And I said, well, did she ask her what her side was? And she said, no. And again, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. And I said to Bella, remember, honey, there's not two sides to every story. She goes, there's three. I said, that's right. And what are they? And she said, my side, her side, and the truth. <laughs> and I went, right. <laughs> and I said, so that's pretty good yeah. for a 13-year-old girl yeah. to know that. So that's just what we're in the middle of dealing with, you know, whether it be sorrow and just why can't she just have a nice, easy experience or, you know, and, and when we, we try to, I, of course, you know, why is this person doing this and what is she trying to gain yeah. and, and it's emotional needs and it's this and it's that while just trying to join her in her emotion and that moment right. and everything else. And at one point Joe said something and I was just like, shh, 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 nothing, <laughs> no, just <laughs> don't you can only get and that's you know yeah uh, you can only get in trouble joe no one you're not going to say anything that we're going to go joe that's a very astute point <laughs> and he's like right 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 so i guess i can keep you updated but it just breaks your heart because yeah it does you know she's nice enough to get picked on but too nice to really shut the other person down right or the other people down right so we'll see where it goes love bella Bean. It does break my heart. And and there's, I mean, there's the part of me that's the old me, the part of me that without the Holy Spirit, I would be, that would be pretty vengeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, people say, oh, if I didn't know Jesus, I'd be a drug addict or I'd be a womanizer. No, I'd just be a real jerk. Yeah. You know, it's in there. The oh, Holy yeah. Spirit, the Holy Spirit goes, no, no, no. <laughs> you and I both know that's not going to work out well for you. So... That's what we're dealing with on the home front at this point. So, again, for everybody listening, please don't go to Bella and be like, hey, here you're having quite a time of it. Right. You know, at school, and I want you to know that I was bullied, too. And, you know, just give her a hello, and we'll move on. Well, and that kind of brings us to today's focus topic. We kind of wanted to recap everybody. Without without Brian here, we didn't want to move on to anything new, so we wanted to kind of recap what the show is all about. And we are, we, we are about meeting each other's emotional needs and, and all that. So without further ado, I think we should move on into our focus topic for the right. day. And, and with that transition, I mean, imagine, if you will, here's poor little Bella. She's yeah. trying to get through a day. Yeah. And everyone's looking at her as she's getting, you know, 
made fun of and getting teased and getting picked on. And I know, I mean, maybe there's somebody out there that didn't feel that way in junior high school <laughs> or high school. There might be that unicorn out there. But it's not just then. You know, we feel alone a lot in life. Yeah. In relationships. And that's why we we talk about meeting people's emotional needs and joining them wherever they are. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Romans twelve fifteen says, mourn with those who mourn. And what I like about our time here is we, you know, to to pull back the curtain a little bit is we start off by talking about life because we care about each other and we care about the people that are listening. Yeah. And we want you to be a part of this. And then we get into sort of the teaching of really what's it all about? Why do people feel alone and how can we keep them and how can you maybe not yourself feel so alone? Right. And it's uh, goes to the fact that we all have this facade that we're okay. Yeah. And we're fine. Right. And we don't need anything. We're good. I'm good. You're good. We're good. I'm good. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Somebody, how are they doing? Okay. Hey, whatever. Because we don't ever want to admit we're sad. Right. We don't want to admit we're scared. We sure, certainly don't like to admit that we're flawed. And what's interesting, that goes just like, you know, when I teach about this and when we taught about it in the first couple of weeks, that God's first problem on earth was, was Adam being alone in the garden. Right. Okay, fine. And God healed that, that met that need through Eve, a relationship. Yep. But what's also interesting is if you look at the individuals in our world, everybody is we're very fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't like to necessarily be in community with another person. We have to force ourselves yeah. to be around other people unless we're super, 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 super needy. We have to throw ourselves at people. Yeah. But the average person is like, no, I'm okay. I'll, I can meet with you. I'm, you know, they, they, nobody comes up to you and says, you know what? I, I really feel alone and I need a friend. Yeah. Nobody says that. Right. Well, if you think about it, you go back to, and whether you believe in Genesis and the Bible and the creation of the world as being literal or figurative, I care not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, as it goes and as it is written, here's Adam and here's Eve, and they're doing great, and they're fine, and they're enjoying this relationship. And then the serpent, the enemy, comes along and says, you know what? Don't listen to God. You're God. Mm-hmm. You can eat from that tree of wisdom, you know, the forbidden fruit. You can be completely what? Independent. Mm-hmm. You don't need to depend on God. Right. You can be yourself, your own God is effectively what he says. Right. When in reality, we're, we're part of a, you know, there's the Trinity, God in three persons, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit who work in concert with each other yeah. in a community. Yeah. But he's going to create us to be independent. Well, right. It doesn't make much sense. No. no, we're created to be dependent. But the lie in the garden was, no, you can be a, an island in and of yourself. You are your own God. Right. So they do that. And that's what they sin. They realize they're flawed. Yep. And then they feel what? Shame. Shame. So now we go through life, depending, thousands of years later, for those of you Christian scientists out there, 7,000 years later, for everybody else, millions, whatever. Right feeling like we have to be this independent, perfect individual. And so therefore, if we feel alone, we don't ask for help. If we are scared, we don't want to admit it. Right. If we have flaws, we don't let it show because we're supposed to be perfect. And so we don't reach out for help. Yeah. And you feel what? Alone. Yep. And what's interesting is I've learned recently, and I think I heard this before, but in your brain, and I'm not a neurobiologist by any stretch of the imagination, the part of your brain that senses physical pain is completely made up exactly the same 
of the part of your brain that senses emotional pain. Hmm. And isn't it funny? Because if you had a broken arm and you walked down the street with your bones sticking out of your arm and people said to you, what's wrong with your arm? You're not going to go, nothing. <laughs> right. Your bones sticking out. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I put it there. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But if you're sad, well, that's shameful. Mm. And you don't want anyone to know about that. Right. And so you hold it inside. Yeah. When in reality, the pain is exactly the same. It's crazy. It's very interesting. And we walk around with that. And so the ways to heal that are realizing what are those hurts. Right. And we go through the emo emotional needs that we have to have met. Like imagine right now for, for Bella, just to completely blow my daughter's spot out of the world, you know, emotional security, boom, taken from her. Yeah. Respect being made fun of gone. Yep. Approval or blessing, which is another way of looking at belonging mm -hmm. gone mm -hmm. all in one moment. Yeah. And, it's, and she feels horrifically alone. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And, it, you know, it's fascinating to me how, you know, just listening to today's society of, like, looking within, you know, it's all about self-help and finding yourself and... Your story. You know, yeah, your story. And not that your story isn't important. Your story is very important. Right. I'm sorry. But... You know, it's all you, about you, 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 and, and man, like no wonder why we're so, and, and selfish isn't the right word, but just why we are so alone. Like, it's almost like we're, we're pigeonholing ourselves into being alone because we're just, we're, we're, we're being preached at of you, you should, you can do this to get over this hump in your life or this, you know, do this, 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 and none this of it. This is the fix. Yeah. This is the fix. None of it really includes you know, anybody else, it's you doing something to try to get over it. And when it comes down to it, meeting your emotional needs requires a relationship. It can't be done any other way. Right. You have to have somebody in your life, you know, and, and ultimately we, we do rely on God to, to meet our emotional needs, but you know, God created a lot of other people other than us. And we have, you know, our spouses, we have our, our friends that are there that God has provided us in different ways and in different seasons of our life to meet those emotional needs at the time that we need it, you know, but if we're not aware of it, you know, it's amazing how much, you know, after I've been enlightened going through this and, and knowing this for a couple of years now, it's enlightened amazing. made it sound a little culty. Keep going. <laughs> Once I had the veil pulled back. You can listen to my Scientology podcast. On, hey <laughs> um, but once you once you do become more aware of it, you realize like how many things that people just sweep under the rug like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's okay. Um, right. And, you know, in my head, like, I don't want to be so pushy, but I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just a day in and day out, you know, we just let things go. And it's uh, it just amazes me. And what's funny is there's different ways, and we've talked about this, I think, in episode three, the ways we, we try to help somebody. Yeah. Oh, you're feeling alone. You're sad. And I, I think the problem is we look at negative emotions as wrong and bad and not to be tolerated. Mm. So if somebody's sad, I have to fix them and make them not sad. If they're angry, I have to calm them down. If they're depressed, I have to give them hope when what they really need is someone to be there with them. Right. It's the classic like your, your spouse comes home and they've had a really hard day 
and they're complaining about their day and you go into, well, could you do this? Or, well, this is why, you know, Which your is boss facts, is, logic you know, and reason. Right. You know, you're like, and all they want you to do is really listen and let them get it out and, and join in that emotion. You can write and then join them in their emotion. Right? right. And they don't want you to say, look, honey, you're always upset. It's just today's another day that you're upset. You didn't get enough to sleep sleep last night. You know you're always cranky when you don't get enough sleep. <laughs> right. So you're really overreacting. Yeah. Which we talked about as being critical. Yeah. Bad comfort. Yeah. And that doesn't help them get out of that emotion. No, it makes it even worse. And if you're dealing with somebody who has a very, a great sense of, of a void of emotional needs being met in their life, when somebody shares with them what's wrong with them and what, what they had wrong with their day, they then make it all about them. Well, you think you had a bad day. My day is just the worst. Let me tell you. And we just screw it up in the ways we try to respond to people emotionally. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we just straight up neglect people's pain. Right. Rather than joining them in it, which is the essence of comfort. Right. Which I think we may have talked about once or twice. Maybe a little bit. And so the hurts pile up. And then what happens out of hurts is people all get angry. Yeah. You know, or, or they get afraid. Yeah. Or they get you know, they feel guilty that it's their fault. Yeah. And you know, even back to the belly example, you know, I'm sure her ears get super hot when yeah. they're teasing her oh, or yeah. making fun of her. Yep. You know, I to be very honest, I don't think she ever feels guilty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe she feels, you know, self-condemned that I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a loser girl that doesn't get friends, mm. you know, and, she goes and makes new friends. Well, are they going to treat me this way? I mean, that's where hurts go. Right. And then out of, out of that could become bitterness. It could become rage. And that's that emotional cup that we talked about. Yeah. And it's just so prevalent. And I hate seeing it in people. Mm -hmm. I hate seeing it in people because I'm like, you just need so much healing. You know, my angry neighbor, you know, that complains about everything. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, the other morning, he's, you know, Rachel almost killed him. Um, it was like <laughs> nine o'clock on Saturday morning and he was using his, uh, leaf blower, um, to get around his property, which it was 25 degrees <laughs> and you know, she's ready to go kill him, but we've had a lot of problems with him, but I wanted to say to him, you know, Hey, um, I just have one question. Um, who hurt you? Right. Who, who what happened to you? Right. Because you're so angry. You're yeah. so angry all the time. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the police have told me not to talk to him anymore. <laughs> um, that's a true story. But not because of anything I had done. But that's another story for another time. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to guarantee you that man feels alone. Um, but we feel alone when somebody doesn't join us in our pain and when our hurts aren't healed yeah by somebody comforting them comforting them um and what i've learned is through and i, I can't go a podcast without talking about the place we find ourselves right but if we don't heal from our hurts he says we will continually give them away yeah and boy don't you see that everywhere all the time everywhere yeah um but yeah, you mentioned the cup. I, I kind of want to touch on more on the cup because you talk about like anger can spill out. But what what else like what else is in the cup that can fill up and, and come out of the top of the cup? What comes out of the top or what fills the cup? What fills the cup? So in this cup, you yeah. have all your emotions. And yeah. at the very bottom of this cup are your hurts. Yes. And out of hurts go anger. Right. And then out of anger goes fear. Yep. Out of fear goes guilt. Yep. And out of guilt is self-condemnation where you just feel like your needs aren't worthy to be met. 
And the problem is the hurts build up, the hurts build up. There's more and more and more. There's more and more of those negative reactions to hurts. And then it just flies out the top. All the things like, and the easiest way to say this is what do you not like about yourself? Yeah. That's because it's spilling out of the top of your cup. Yeah. And what's missing is the joy and the peace that's supposed to be in the top of the cup, but we're overflowing with all the other crap. Yeah. And so we're left with rage, addiction, depression, um, you know, even hyper-focusing on achievement or work mm-hmm. or sports or escaping into sports or right. pastimes. You know, a hobby's good, but not if you're spending 30 hours a week on it and ignoring your family. And betting on it and, you know, right, you know. All the above. It's a, we did a we did an in-depth episode on the cup, and it's funny. I think you and I are very much like we kind of fast-forward right to self-condemnation. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's, yeah. Yeah, but that's a, that's a good episode. I, that's well, they're all good. Let's be honest, um, and humble, right, right. But yeah, that particular one was good, and it's it's kind of eye opening because it really does go to four places, and and you are one of those. There's nowhere else it goes. Several. Yeah, there's nowhere else it goes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's again, it's another one of those things where you go, well, that makes perfect sense. Did you ever think of it that way before? No, but right there it is, right, right. there. And yeah, you're like, yeah, that's me. And yeah, and if somebody says to me, and they've had, I've had this said to me, I don't experience any of those. And I go, yeah, that's right. That's because you're numb, <laughs> and you're cut, and you're full of hurts. Yeah, and you, you got and you got nothing left. And you said numb, not dumb. Um, they are numb right. with an N and dumb to their emotional needs because go. they're numb. Right. And that's where they came up with the phrase "numb dumb." Well, and that's that it's makes me so. <laughs> Nor a sponsor. It it, it <laughs> makes me sad that there are so many people that are just numb. You yeah. know, they're just walking around, going through day to day. You know, just because their their cup has been overflowing for so long that they're just existing, right? right? And and comfort is scary. Oh, and it's open, honest, and vulnerable. Like we also talk about, like having to be open, honest, and vulnerable with the way you're feeling and 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 you know how you're reacting to somebody. It is awkward. And what happens when you do that, and then your need isn't met, and you're not comforted? Well, and then, you're like, that's well, another hurt. That's another hurt. And then you feel even more alone. And then you hate us for telling you to be open, honest, and vulnerable. Right. What we've said is a successful relationship is open, honest, and vulnerable. Yeah. And involves mutual giving. If you're with somebody who is not mutual giving to meet your needs, and you're both not looking to God to help meet your needs, if you're open, honest, and vulnerable, you might get really hurt. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you need comfort for your hurts. Great. Fine. Good. Well, very often the people that hurt us the most are the ones who should be comforting us. Mm-hmm. So now go back to what I said earlier is we don't want to show that we have needs. Now we've opened up and admitted we have needs and didn't get comfort. Right. Well, now that's another whole level. Right. We don't want to do that. And also, and we'll talk about this in coming weeks, to really heal from hurts is to entertain and experience those hurts again. Yeah. Because you have to tell your story and you have to tell it and experience what you experienced before with the hope and the help that a trusted loved one is joining you in that emotion. Right. Well, who here wants to go through their pain again? Right. And that's why they say, oh, that's long gone. Oh, we moved past that. Yeah. I did a marriage shortly after I learned all this. I did a marriage weekend for a local church <laughs> and I had them list the ways they'd hurt each other. The couples like I, like I did with you in teaching. Yeah. And I had them list the ways and apologize. I taught them how to apologize, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks. And I had them and they looked at me like, 
are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> They're like, we are long past this. And I was like, no, you're not. Nope. <laughs> and like, we have gotten past this. I'm like, no, you haven't. And, you know, I wasn't asked back. Um, <laughs> but if you look at how they, a lot of those relationships were, I mean, it's a lot of the snarky comments and, oh, she's an idiot, but I love her. Mm. And, you know, or he's just this and he's just that. And I'm like, yeah, see that? That's that pain from 20 years ago yeah. leaking out. Yeah. So we can only hope and pray that people could be um, to learn a little bit more about this and just tell their story a little bit more and for people to not try to fix them. Yeah. And that's my point. Like that, you know, the, the things that you're saying, like those, those are like on the surface, right? It's like the tip of the iceberg. They're just kidding. Right. They're just kidding. My but, husband's a moron. Right. But they're not being that open, honest and vulnerable and they're just, you know, kind of just living on the surface when there's so much going on down below, like the classic, the duck swimming across the pond. Everything looks calm above the water, but their feet are just like going like crazy underneath the water, you know? Mm -hmm. And so much of that fills up your cup and spills over. Right. Either their inner monologue is flying 100 miles an hour yeah. or it's a flat line. Yeah. And they've given up hope. Right. So we've talked about the cup. We've talked about hurts. So let's talk about how we like, let's give some examples of meeting each other's emotional needs. How do we comfort those hurts? What are, you know, let's talk about some examples. Right. And, and it's always easier to talk about what not to do. Right. Um, but it's, it's very important to just listen and, and actually put yourself in to look at that person. So somebody's telling you a story, let's say it's from childhood, yeah. you know, and, and one trick, I don't even know if I put, I didn't put this in our list from that week when we talked about how to comfort, but say you're telling me a story of, you know, when you were picked on in pick a grade, fifth grade, fifth grade, funny how quickly it comes to mind. <laughs> so what I do is I take your dome and your big nugget on your head right now and yeah. put it on a little Eric Hammond, yeah. some little fifth grader. Yeah. Maybe not so little at the time, but yeah. still. A little older than you are now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I think about, well, how do I feel for that kid? Yeah. And how do I feel for them in that moment? Yeah. Because if I just think of some kid, well, that's hard. Or if but, you think of me today, right. it's not the same. Yeah, well, you would have beaten those kids up. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so that's one thing you can do. Um, but you want to ask, check in with your own feelings and say, how do I feel for this person? Is my head hot? Is my stomach aching? You know, are, are my ears burning? Is my throat dry? You know, you can just say, I, I have no words right now. My mouth is just dry. I'm panicking listening to your story. Yeah. And they're like, I know, right? You know, so you want to use body words of how you feel for them in that moment. Yeah. Of when that happened. Um, and, and not try to take them away from where they are. Right. Hey, but look at you now. Right. Hey, look at you now. You made it. You know, let them be in that moment so you can join them in that pain. Right. Because what happens is they'll remember when they tell that story the next time, they'll remember you comforting them this time. Right. I um, mean, it's important to to trust what they say as enough information for you. Too often we say, well, wait a minute, wait mm. a minute. Wait, what grade right. were you in? Yeah. Did you have a beard then? <laughs> you know, because you have a beard now, you know, or who said this to you or what did you do next? But that takes them from their heart up into their brain. Right. And you want to make sure you keep them right in their heart yeah. because that's what they're feeling. You don't want them to start thinking. Right. Yeah. Only only allow them to give the information that they're comfortable giving you. Yeah. And don't take them further than they are. Yeah. Uh, which is important. And I always use the story of my brother-in-law, Rich, who would ask me about how things were with Trey. And I would say, fine. And he would say, 
how can it be? And he would start crying and I'd end up comforting him, <laughs> yeah. which is just awkward. You know, you're like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but we're, I'm excited about where we're heading and where, where we're going to go next and to talk about just a, a few more ways to, to help each other and really how to, you know, okay. So you've hurt somebody. What do you do then? Ooh, yeah. Because we've heard that's something we haven't talked about. No, we have not. And that's kind of a hurt on its own. Yeah. Yeah, you've hurt somebody. That kind of hurts you too, like uh, your shame. Oh, and, yeah. You know, all that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be dipping into that in the next couple of weeks. And even though these have been good uh, good podcasts, I think we can do better. We can in the do better. the next couple of weeks. We can. You know who else can do better, Eric? Oh, man. They're <laughs> we got a long list this week. <laughs> this week. This week is kind of off the charts on, uh, on do betters. Um, we could have just gone with uh, a review of do betters or do more do betters. We what? could we could just do you know, one. There's there's one gigantic one that I think is on everybody's news feed this week. Oh, oh yeah, Jussie Smollett. Smollett. Oh, buddy, doesn't even have a mullet. Oh man, we we're not even we you know we don't bless his heart, and I don't mean that in the good way. I mean that in the Southerner's way. Right. Bless his heart. Man, he could do better. Gosh, he could do better. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> no, but but Jesse, uh, oh. he, he was arrested today. He was. Yeah. And, and released. $100,000 bond. Right. Um, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing that we can say that hasn't already been said. Yeah, just do better. It's it's very sad. I could go on for an hour. It's I, I use Google, the Google News app. And, not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. Um, but man, every like every single news outlet today, all about Jesse. So do better, buddy. <laughs> well, that ought to clear it up for him. Right. <laughs> Hopefully you're listening to the show. I'm sure it's the first priority on your uh on your day. I do have another one. This a, one's bad. A local story it here. It's bad. Um, so there's a church in uh, a part of town called Upper St. Clair. Lovely part of town. Um, yes. Very poor. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Uh, no, but uh, there were... Uh, uh, one church is a little poor, isn't it? <laughs> a little Too bit soon? less. Um, but West, Westminster Presbyterian Church in good Upper St. Clair. There. there are good people good there. Good people there. Um, there are two people that are not good people there. But yeah, their business manager. Oh, he allegedly. Allegedly, hey, have we not learned? Made additional payments to himself. Yeah, it's a red flag. Totaling seventeen hundred to two thousand dollars, up to six times a month mm. for nearly seven years. Not a great oversight program there. That, along with other payroll transfers, totaled nearly $970,000 at the time. An additional $220,000 was spent for personal gain using the church's credit card. What church credit card? $220,000 on a church card? Do we have that kind of church credit card? We got a Home Depot card. That's like a black That's card. That's the only... It's like, you know the black card that like the celebrities have? Careful. Is it, wasn't that what it's called? I don't or a know. Diamond? It's, I think it's the black credit card. It's like a, a special credit card that, that celebrities have. Um, the, according to investigators of the Allegheny County District's Attorney's Office. Uh, I think we can honestly say everyone is with us in this. He need, they need to, You know what, though? That is a good point. He needs to do better. 
He does need. He to needs do to be a better thief and not make it so blatant. Yes. Okay. He should right. maybe not steal in general. Right. Not steal from a church. Right. I. You know what I mean? Seriously. And again, here here's me. Yeah. I wonder at what point in time did he go? I am the worst of all people. And mm. did he sit there and go? I have to stop doing this. Like you can only hope he's addicted to drugs. Well. You know, it's so funny that you say that because there's so many times we're on the news where there's somebody that has done like an awful thing, you know, and going through, you know, all the emotional need stuff. Amy and I really like it's really softened our heart to like, man, what is going on in their lives that like it led to this? It led to this moment, you know, whether it's like. Like I think on one of the first shows there was a story about somebody throwing a can of spaghettios at another person. Like, yes. Where do you like? Where did you get to that wh- point? <laughs> How did you get there? Like, I, like my heart, like, uh, like it hurts. Like for like you get to a moment where you're throwing a can of spaghettios at somebody. Like, what's going on? You know, earlier um, tonight I said, you know, as Amy's holding Maggie, and it was all cute and everything else. And I said, you know, she hasn't even broken your heart yet. She hasn't <laughs> said you don't care about me. <laughs> You know, or let alone the kids who say to their parents, I hate you and slam the door. Everybody, every time we read a do better, like, you know, this guy and is it a guy and a woman or just a guy? It's a guy and a woman. Guy and a woman. Um, Well, so at some point in time, somebody held them in their arms and said, someday you're going to make somebody really happy and you're so precious. You might steal a million dollars from a church, (laughs) like something between there and here went real bad. Right. Like, like, do you feel like you need to keep up an image? Like you you feel alone, you got to buy your friends or you got to buy or yeah, you're, you're, you're down in a spiral of drugs. Lone shark perhaps. Right. Who knows? But something's going on. And for the church, you feel bad. At what point in time? You got to notice. You got to notice how much was it? $1.2 million? Yeah, but that's over how many years? Seven. I mean, I feel like we'd notice that at ours. So they're only missing (laughs) roughly 200 grand a year. Only. Mind you, our church budget, I think, is 144. (laughs) Right. It might be a bigger church. It It could be a bigger church. They might have a little bit more income. Maybe. But bless their hearts, they might want to get a little bit on top of that old oversight thing. Oof. Might want to limit that credit card usage. Might want to bring it on back. So you have a you have another do better. I do. Do we only want the this will be the third? This is the third. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is this is a very serious issue. <laughs> very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> and this is for everybody out there. Um the headline is Cowboy Pinball Game Turns Dangerous. As bull flips men into air. Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Dateline, (laughs) Kentucky. (laughs) A, quote, bull bash turned dangerous on Saturday in Kentucky as two men were thrown into the air and another was pinned to a wall by a bull during a game called Cowboy Pinball. Jeez. One of the men remains motionless on the ground while two others come to carry him away. The Owensboro Times reported he was taken to the hospital and released the same night with non-life-threatening injuries. So really, no big deal. <laughs> what were they doing, Eric? What were they doing in a ring with a live bull? I'll tell you this much. I would have to have... Well, it is Kentucky. So, no offense. No, I mean, I, I was going to say, I'd have to have a lot of liquid courage in my body. There is that. <laughs> And they are. I thought Kentucky. you were going to say more fil- familiarity, you know, with bulls. That's oh, what I thought you were going to say. I, but yes, the, Kentucky is a big <laughs> bourbon place. Yes, right. Well, as it turns out, 
uh, it was held at the Owensboro Sports Center in Owensboro, Kentucky. And the game <laughs> participated, the participants stand in circles outlined in white chalk so you're in a ring you're already like your body your you're dead body. in a ring oh that's funny <laughs> yeah right, right no not a, not a chalk outline <laughs> right. but 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 look at it this way you're already in a confined ring now you're in a circle in the ring so you can't run right you cannot run or it's you not like running the in the bull, running of the bulls not in the Rome. running of the bulls right you're not even a cowboy clown no it's there to distract the bulls and the way the game works is there's a hundred dollar bill taped to the bull's torso. No. It's the first person to take the one hundred dollar bill no. from the bull torso, and then the game's over. You've won your one hundred dollars. And that's what you that's the prize of going through. That's this. the prize. And the guy who ran it said, Hey, everybody signed a waiver. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Two better people. And they interviewed a guy in this video and and uh and he was great and he, and he was just a good old boy from Kentucky and talked about how he had the family there and he had to cover his kids eyes. But it was funny on the on the clip I saw there were comments beneath it and one guy said, "So you're going to go into a ring to win $100 and have to go to the emergency room to pay a $200 copay." <laughs> <laughs> to get this bull's horn out of your ass. <laughs> so to the 10 people who went in there, do better. Do better. To this- the convention bureau who designed this game. I appreciate the creativity. I really do. Do I, better. We, <laughs> I mean, you got to be bored. If you're if you're at a place like that, you got to be bored and you got to be drunk. Uh, if you watch the video there, I mean, it's like there's women... Which, because what does that mean? Women don't drink. I don't know. But I just mean, like, they're not like guys hooting and hollering. They're like just people. And they're flying. Th- oh, and that was what he said. The one guy said, he, um, that one guy, he went, he didn't say he went a flying. He went, fl- oh, it was just funny. Anyhow, but sometimes people can't do better. There's some people out there who have done so good, they and can't do better. This week, this week's can't do better goes to James Harrison. Not. Not not the James not Harrison Debo, that not Silverback. ran ninety nine yards to return a touchdown. Touchdown that week he couldn't have done better. Oh man, that's super. Every other week he could do much better, but that's right. another story for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is James Harrison, the blood donor, um, because he pretty much should be known as the blood donor, but uh, the life giver, yeah, right, saver, right. Um, so the title of this article is. Final donation for man whose blood helped save 2.4 million babies. This is incredible. The hell you say. So People for, are listening saying, I give blood. What's right. so special about this guy? So for every regular blood donation, three lives could be saved. An ordinary plasma donation could save 18. But James Harrison is no ordinary donor. No, he's not. His blood has helped save the lives of 2.4 million babies. How so? Mr. Harrison's plasma contains a potent antibody used to create a remarkable treatment known as anti-D that protects unborn babies from the potentially deadly, I'm going to butcher it, rhesus D hemolytic disease. Ah, yes. Um, So, but on, on Friday... Um, this past Friday or the Friday before, um, after more than 60 years 
and 1,173 donations, the 81-year-old made his final benefaction. And he says, it's a sad day for me, the end of a long run, Mr. Harrison says, as his long blood flows from the crook of his right arm to the plasma pheresis oh, yeah. machine at the at the town hall donor center in Sydney. This is in Australia. What a good bloke. Right. Um, but the, the article goes so on. So does the blood go it. a different direction? Because it's in the southern hemisphere. It or is could. that just the toilets? I, <laughs> but he's been donating, I think, ever since he could, like at, at the age of eighteen. But he, as I read it, if he if the women don't get this oh, transfusion, yeah, the uterus rejects the baby. Yes. So it's not like a it might have a difficulty. It's like no, these babies would die. Yes, I'm sorry. When a pregnant woman with an RH negative blood type is carrying a baby with an RH positive blood. Ugh. Her body registers the baby's red blood cells as a foreign threat, an invading virus or bacteria, and produces antibodies to destroy the invader, which is incredible. So his blood, like, literally saves. His blood goes in there. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Get crazy. away from that baby. And that just makes me so happy. And there's Mate. a picture of him giving blood and all these moms with their And he's their just babies. a guy. He's just a guy. You know, I just, just such a good story. And like, man, I just I love hearing about stuff like this. Two point four million. Two point four million. Can't do better, James. My man. Um, love me some James. And we do have some uh, fan mail this week. We heard from another person m- at the table. Right. Marilyn. Um, so she wrote in and she said, I oops, sorry. I have really enjoyed your podcast since the beginning but just introduced them to my husband, Bob, on Sunday. We had an almost nine-hour car ride with a 13-year-old cranky shih tzu. And I was looking... Is that a dog? Yes. Okay. I hope they're when not I, when I, the first time I was reading this, it was a 13-year-old... Nope. They're talking about a dog, not a well, kid. Well, he started with 13-year-old shit. And you're like, <laughs> oh, jeez. Shih tzu. That makes more sense. And uh, I was looking forward to listening to a few podcasts. Yours and okay, maybe Dr. Phil, too. The thing is, my husband is a chaplain in the army and is a school psychologist with a long mental health background. Wasn't sure what he would think. We started with episode 14, which was last week. All was going well, and then he heard about salting zoodles. That was me, baby. That was Big Eric. And uh, being a big zoodler, I knew it. Out came the cell phone, and he spent the next 15 miles Googling zoodle salting. He wasn't driving, right? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) But here comes the big statement. When episode 14 was over, he said, we can listen to another. Wow, this is huge. From Bob, that is a compliment. So thanks, guys, for not only providing Bob with some cooking info, but enlightening us on emotional needs as we traveled that fun road down I-79 on a gloomy Sunday in February. Keep up the great work. You guys certainly hashtag do better all the time. Love Mary Lynn. Yeah, she put in the do better. Yeah, couldn't be so like just so much more excited to hear um, from Mary Lynn and also from from any one of the other listeners that have that have uh, written us over the time. And please send us do betters. Send us um, your questions. Questions. Send us your hurts. Yeah, T- test me. I can comfort you over the stupid podcast. Jay is the master. I know he shakes his and rolls his eyes. He's doing it right now. He shakes his head, rolls his eyes, but he is the master. Hey, somebody's out there. I'm not doing this to the, you know, the old, oh, there's somebody out there right now. But there's somebody out there who's like, you know what? I could send them, and then they go, 
Nah. Right, but you can. You have a chance to be open, honest, and vulnerable. I'm telling you to send it. Yeah, do it. Because my heart's already sad that you feel like there? we can't help you. Is that mm-hmm. a double dog there? Oh, they don't have the guts. Triple dog a there. Triple dog there. Oh, man, right to the triple dog. So, yes, thank you so much. Again, we are at lunchtimeinrome.com, Lunchtime in Rome on Twitter and Facebook. Like, share, and uh, make sure you subscribe to our email. And on that note, we will see you guys next week. Bye.